For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief treating their child with cannabis. This is One Family's Story. Hi, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Love Love and Cannabis. Cannabis. I am Nina. I'm Osiris. And we are the proud parents of Aiden. So last week we said we're going to talk about postpartum depression and the use of cannabis. Uh Uh-huh. But before we get into that, could, could I just interrupt real quick? Okay. I just wanted to tell everyone about a great weekend we had. Um, we went away for, you know, a family trip. We do this annually with another family friends that we have. Robert, we, shout out to the Roberts. Uh, we were at the Hershey Park for the th- for two and a half days, you could say. And we had a fabulous time. No stress, no worries. Just, just the family, just relaxing, enjoying the weather. And also, you know, I have to give big ups to Aiden, who had an awesome time. You know, despite that she, he had one or two trigger seizures here and there, but it did not stop him from going on the rides. He was so ecstatic in between his screaming. <laughs> but, you know, as soon as he got off the ride, he's like, yeah, baby. I think that's going to be the mantra I think I'm going to move forward with is, yeah, baby, because this little guy, I mean, he's such a trooper. And I have to give him so much love and credit for, you know, for him just stepping up and just being like, you know what? We're going to have fun. And he did, you yeah, know, he, he had a great time. yeah, he loved swimming. That was one of the things he was loving being in a pool. Even if it was cold, he stayed in the pool swimming. Uh, you know, he had his vest on. So, <laughs> and you know, for families out there with kids who have some disabilities or some issues, sometimes, you know, you can't do certain things with them. And that's why I just like, I love the fact that Aiden does not give up, you know, and trying to do certain things and, you know, certain activities you think that, you shouldn't be doing. And sometimes we wonder, like, are we pushing this kid too far? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you going to call ACS? This kid, you know, he just had a seizure, yeah. but he's still going. Like, okay, let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah. And so I just love him and his tenacity and just, you know, his spirit to just keep going, just having fun no matter what. And swimming with him and watching him play and just get excited. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah. It definitely inspires us, you know, and no matter what he's going through, he just wants to have fun. He can have a quick little seizure and he's back on having fun like nothing happened. And just to elaborate on what Osiris was saying. So Aiden is basically tall enough now to go on most roller coasters, but he's still really thin. So it is, it is a little scary, but he can get on. And we're on the, we could be on a roller coaster and he'll scream his head off like someone's killing him oh god don't say that too loud but the, <laughs> we can the, report it but then at the end of the at the end when it's over he goes yeah baby <laughs> like okay You're like this kid is really amped up for the ride <laughs> i mean uh even when we went to disney and we went on some hairy rides and he, it, space was, mountain yeah and this was his first time really on a roller i think that was the first, first time on a roller, on a roller coaster, coaster yeah the kid was like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. He's like waiting for the next one. And we got, I mean, we've gone on some hairy rides. And even I had to be like, uh, and he was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this kid is a trooper. So, yes, I'll hang out with him anytime. So, yep, big up to Aiden. And thanks for being a good sidekick when it comes to going on the rides. 
Yeah. So, okay. Let's get back to the, the topic. So, um, we're going to talk about postpartum depression, which you're going to have to explain to me though, because what like, that is. Yeah. So basically it's just being the coming uh, is onset of, I guess, some sadness after a month to a year after you have a baby. And that can look very different to different people. Some people are just a little sad feeling that they have. Some mothers cry uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. Some mothers have it to the point where they lose their appetite or they some can't even be around the baby. Yeah, I've heard stories about that. You know, mm-hmm. parents can't be around, you know, the mothers, not so much parents, but the mothers can't really help the child, let alone themselves. They get felt isolated. It's just, mm-hmm. They're constantly jittery, nervous. It's just like there's overwhelming emotions all the time. Is that what the case? This times I wonder if you've experienced it, but have you? Because I know we've talked about it. You mentioned it. And I know that on times you talk about depression. Is it like almost similar in a way? So or I, is it? I, yeah. So I, what I think is happening is that a lot of moms are going through it, but not really realizing. This is, I mean, this is nothing that I read, but it's like in hindsight, you're like, oh, maybe I was suffering from this. Mm-hmm. There was an article in Housekeeping Magazine that said that 15% of mothers go through this postpartum depression, but they think that it may be even more than that because that's only the mothers who actually seek out help mm-hmm. and it's actually reporting it. Okay. So I do think it's probably, it probably is more. And I, I did go through it for sure. In hindsight, you do like, wow, yeah, I was going through that. But in the time, you're not thinking, is this what it is? Or should I go get help for it? Oh, okay. That's interesting. Because, I mean, you think a moment of a woman having a child, that's like a point oh, of happiness, yeah. joy, overwhelming. The husband, you know, the father of the child is like, oh, my God, we're having a great... And yet the mother's like feeling guilt and all these emotional mm-hmm. stressors that are coming over over them and they feel overwhelmed. And I mean, me as a husband, I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help you when I had to help the child. So it's like, you know, it's like this juggling act of what do you do? You know, for for guys, like, what do we do? Do we just stand by and wait for it to, you know, go away? Or is it just something that we can verbally say or something physically we can do? And it's not really, because it's all in your mind. Yeah, I don't know if it's like in our mind making things up, but we, it's definitely a physical feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what fathers can do, but be supportive. Mm-hmm. But what was nice about the article is basically said that some of these moms now are going to cannabis doctors. Oh, really? Yeah. So the article featured our cannabis doctor, Dr. Shin, and said that she's been treating hundreds. Dr. Chen. Yeah. Thanks for everything. Love you. She has been treating moms with cannabis to help them deal with their postpartum depression. She said in the article stated that moms are coming into the office either sobbing or having these blank stares. And it's funny when I was reading that, I was like, I see a mom, a lot of moms like that, mm-hmm. even in the like. The pediatrician's office. <laughs> they like they have this way. It's like what just happened? Like one day I'm, you know, me, and then now I'm like a mom. It's like, and I'm dealing with all these responsibilities. It's like what happens? So you have this like blank look. Mm. A lot of it's from the sleep deprivation, sleep being sleep deprived. Mm. So basically, what these moms are going to to Doctor Shan or other cannabis doctors and getting like a specific strand, a specific 
met um, tinctures to help them with their depression. So it's not just a matter of vaping or anything. They no. can actually do tinctures or so they get any kind of form to help them. Yeah, the exactly. Okay. So it's not that they're smoking it. Some can, depending on which state they're in, mm-hmm. they can. But they're getting it in a basically an oil form, and this is not moms. You, these moms are not just going to the black market and getting it from someone they don't know. They don't know what it is. They're getting it. They're using it for medical use. Yeah. Okay. So they're getting a prescription, and it's been helping them. Now, depending on your state, under the you know your medical marijuana program, this would qualify. Good question. Cyrus, that's, that's uh, interesting. They would be it would qualify, would it not? No. So what Doctor Shin said in her article is that most mothers, after they give birth, are in pain. Mm, so they're okay. getting she using it under the chronic pain diagnosis. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So they're getting it under that diagnosis. Well played. Yeah. Played. Yeah. Well played, and you know it's helping them. She said now once. Some moms come in and they can't even touch their babies yeah. and they come up for the follow up and they're actually holding their babies, which is huge. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, because you need that connection. Mother mm-hmm. In the beginning, yeah. You need that connection. Wow. Well, all you moms out there, you know, look into it. We're not recommending, but we're just saying you need some help out there. You know, no sense in keeping it to yourself. Go out there and get as much help as you can, you know, because raising a child is not easy. And those first few years are so important with the connection between you and that child. And a lot of these mothers were mothers that were already given antidepressants. See, that's strange. That they would something like that, a medication that while they're nursing too. Some, some, some were nursing, some weren't nursing. Yeah. But I'm thinking for a parent, who, a mother. I keep saying parent, but a mother who's nursing and is taking this medication, which is, sometimes can be a narcotic. It could be addictive. Uh, it was like a lot of Xanax. Yes. Yeah. So are they passing that down to, if they're nursing, lactating, are they passing on to the child? Now, does the child, you know, those are the things you got to think about, you know, in a sense. I mean, if you look at the plant itself, you're using cannabis, you're using a plant, it's not addictive. Yeah. Oh, she did say that in the article. You know, and there were also some naysayers in the articles, too, that did. Oh, you're going to have them. So they said the same thing, almost the same lines, like, oh, it's it may not be safe for nursing mothers. Oh, yeah, but it's okay to pop a few pills, though. Yeah, so it go was, figure. It's like this big back and forth. So, but there, there are mothers who are using it. They're using it for medical use. They of have course. a diagnosis. Of course, of course. Depression is a diagnosis. And I just want to talk to that. So there's so many strands of cannabis out there that... You have to find if you use it. That's why it's nice to have a cannabis doctor because they could help you find the strands that could work for you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will tell me, "Oh, if, you know," I may say to a friend, a close friend, "Hey, why don't you try the cannabis to help you with this?" They're like, "Oh no, weed makes me sick, or or weed. I don't want to get the munchies." But that's just so false, and I'm kind of oh, so, so sick of the stereotypes. Yeah, I'm so sick of this the stereotypes. Like, uh, I find like because of these stereotypes, people are so hesitant well, of trying it, even medically. Oh, I think it's more or less a stigma. They're afraid yeah. of the stigma, but they have no problem going to the doctor. Hey, could you prescribe me some pills to yeah. pop, knowing that there's major side effects to those pills? Because there's so many strands out there. Yes, there are some cannabis strands that give you the munchies yes well and there are some 
that make you sleepy, but you could find ones that actually could help you medically and no one would know that you're using it. Well, look, I mean, for the most part, we haven't, you know, given any brand or any company any, you know, light. But I mean, for a library of strands and trying to understand, we'll say first thing to do, check Leafly. That's yeah. L-E-A-F-L-Y, leafly.com. Their website has Amazing. all of the strands you can imagine. And they also give you a description of what these strains are good for. And they're even separated under categories as well. So for you new people who, you know, thought about it, you know, as we call it, kind of curious, you know, definitely check it out and see what would work. And there are also some companies out there that are coming out with DNA testing to match your DNA up with a specific strain for your particular ailment. So look out for those as well, because we actually use one. But that would be a discussion at a later date uh, about this particular company that I have actually had a great discussion with and also checked out their products. Yeah, Leafly is an amazing site. So you can type in a certain strand or look, just click on a certain one and they'll tell you this is great for alleviating depression. This is for euphoria. This is for sleep. Like, so, you know. Or focus. For or focus, you, yes. You, know, you New Yorkers, you got to stay focused in that yeah. grind. <laughs> most people think of weed as just making you like a zombie, but that's not the case. No, that's indica. So you got it. And then most people, when they did say they smoked in college or high school, they didn't know what they were smoking. Yeah. They just got it from their friend who got it from another friend. <laughs> that was it. Which is a huge no, no. Well, that was back then. Yeah, I know. But, but now I think with so much information out there now, I mean, it's overwhelming to the point it's exhausting to go through all of it. But at the same time, you realize that this industry is picking up so much momentum that, you know, you can't say I'm not educated enough. That's you true. Can't, you, ignorance well, is not... Uh, an answer or something acceptable anymore because there's so much information. There is, but I don't know if people are really getting into the information out there. That's interesting because they won't go, when they go to a doctor and get a prescription for a pill, they won't question it. They're like, my doctor said it was okay. <laughs> Despite the fact that you get some side effects, they're like, but my doctor said, but now you're getting an alternative, you're going to question it. And yet so many people are using to help us. I mean, even the baby boomers are like almost the number one beneficiaries of cannabis now. How amazing is that? The people who are up against it back there are now the ones who are using it now. Go figure. <laughs> but it's nice that they can be educated and kind of pick out what strands they need to fit their, their needs. Their, yeah. Yeah, their particular needs. But to go back to the postpartum, I mean, for you personally, because I know that you and I have had gone through it and dealing with it, I don't think we've ever really sat down and talked about, are you still going through it at time? Because there's moments I can catch, like, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling anxious. And I wonder, is that still part of that? I don't know. I mean, I think by definition, it's only one year. But really? You got yeah. a time limit? I but know. Then, I don't so know then, how they put a time <laughs> So after that, So after that is what? Considered, like... Uh, Just plain old depressed, I guess. Well, could it be considered PTSD? Yes, I mean, because yeah, I mean, giving birth, stress, yeah, giving birth is it's, traumatic. It's very traumatic. Yes, it's very, I mean, when I was in in the hospital with you, when you were giving birth, and all these hands were going at you, pulling little Aiden out, and everything, I'm like, oh, this is um, this is different. This is interesting. I mean, to watch this life come from you, and the fact that you're sitting there breathing heavy, pushing. I mean, it was messy. That's all I can say. It was like. Okay, I've watched a lot of horror movies in my life, the blood gore and everything else, 
But to witness something like that live, for life to come from you, is like, it's an eye opener. You it's an experience. What? That is pretty se- sensitive of you and in tune to actually say that was like a peak. Yes, because it is like every mother has their birth story and some, yeah, it is traumatic. Like some of them, you know, themselves get sick or they have health issues. They have to be rushed to the ICU. Yeah. Giving birth is very, very traumatic. And yeah, that should be considered post-traumatic stress. Like that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. No, you're right. Yeah. Cause I mean, just looking at, cause you're putting your body. It, I mean, it's one thing when like, let's say now we'll put an example to working out. You're exerting certain muscles. You're pushing you beyond your limits. I mean, even like running marathons, you know, you're pushing your body, but you're, you're exerting so much energy to push a child anywhere between four, you know, you have a small preemie, but anywhere between four to eight to 10 pounds, maybe oh out of God. you. That takes a lot. I mean, literally there's times where you stop breathing just to, to exert enough energy to force the child out. You could literally have a heart attack. You could really stop. You could have an aneurysm. I mean, all these things can happen to you. And it is risky. And it's pretty risky. And some, I was, very fortunate that mine was quick, but some of these women are in there for like 48, 72 hours. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. And big up to all the mothers out there for the journey you guys gone through to get that child out. I mean, it's unreal. It is yeah. really, it's just respect and love. That's all I can say is respect and love. And now you say that, like that probably contributes to the postpartum depression. Yeah. To put your, I mean, because you think about it, you're using... All of your hormones in your body, all of the energy, every thought, everything is about this process. Yeah. So all of it is now coming into one action, and that's to get the child out. You, you're exerting everything and anything. So you're talking even on a cellular level that, you know, all this is this purpose. Now here we are all coming together to, to get this. So, I mean, everything's running in high gear now to get to this point. That. That's that's just amazing. That's all I can say. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> and thanks to the boys who, who got there. Yeah. <laughs> so to kind of change it up. So I, in preparing for this podcast, this also happens in men. Really? Yeah. What? Postpartum depression in men. Get out of here. Really? <laughs> yes. I saw that problem with a with a six pack or <laughs> a vape pen. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. This is must be serious. Okay, I just kind of like let me look this up. Yeah, so some men get it as well. Can you see that? I'm trying to. The only depression I have is when you know, uh, the you know the shops close for the night. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, what maybe gonna... you're not in tune with it. I don't know. I that's strange. I. I, I'm trying to wrap my head about it. If I've ever been depressed, I've been stressed out. But to go through postpartum, I mean, I thought I saw something about that. But I'm like, nah, that can't be for guys. I mean, you know, and also, but for guys, you know, personally, me, we mask a lot of things that we do go through because we got to be strong because, you know, society tells you, you got to be strong. You got to be focused. You got to be all these things and be manly. So depression is not one of those things that you deal with mm-hmm. as a man let alone your health sometimes, i.e. example. So for me to think that as a man that I'm going through postpartum depression, <laughs> no, I went through depression for the night months while I was pregnant, but <laughs> that's about it. But I mean, 
after the fact? I mean, is is it after the birth or is it? I yeah. mean, so they're basically going through it at the same time their um, wives are going through it. But really, I don't know. It's not hormonal based, but it's just basically anxiety. Some guys, you know, just having the new baby around, ah. they feel this sense of anxiety or stress or this sense that now they have to step up, you know, or. Well, for me personally, stepping up is not so much an issue because I was the oldest of my family. So any of the younger siblings, that responsibility fell on me. Yeah. So I, so for me, I couldn't see that. It's just like, okay, everything has to be scheduled. And plus, my mom ran the household like military. She didn't have to be there to have things in order. She would see something out of place. She would know exactly who did it and when. Yeah. <laughs> so she was yeah. on point. So uh, that, in a sense, for me, it's, it's order. So... I mean, for you guys that are going through it, I feel for you, but I, I, I can't see that I went through that, <laughs> you know, not to say I'm Superman or anything like that, it's just, I didn't see it for me. Yeah, I mean, I can see it happening, definitely, you know, just the change and the shift, um, maybe they're not getting all the attention, I don't know, Oh yeah, I that kind that. of thing, I don't I, know. Oh, I mean, I did go through that for a while with you, yes, when you, when you, you <laughs> When this little guy came in and took complete control of the household, I'm like, wow. Okay, so I am going to be playing second or even maybe third fiddle to your attention. But I dealt with it. You know, I realized it. But at the same time, you know, that's part of being a parent. You know, the things that the things that you want may not be necessary. What's the family's need? Yeah. So, you know, I learned to, you know, put that aside. You know, I'm a little still salty, but <laughs> but we, I think we've grown through that. Oh, well, I mean, I've grown through it, but um, really, it's just amazing. I did not know. You learn something new every time. So men can go through postpartum. It's a depression. thing. It's a thing. I guess wow. it's a thing. Wow. But I, I mean, sometimes I got, you know, the medical field, they, they want to slap a label on anything, but I'll go with it. I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. But hold it. I don't is know it, how many it, men are going and seeking help. I don't know. I just saw that. It's very, 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 my search was very minimal. I just kind of looked it up. So I cannot speak on how many and, you know, what What are they doing for it, or if anything. Cannabis. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> hey, just gotta, to put it out there, if anyone else out there wants to look it up. That's punching you now. Now they got a reason to go use cannabis. And, you know, <laughs> I'm depressed. Let me get a cannabis. <laughs> so... But wow, guys, didn't know. Give all my guys out there a hug. <laughs> we all need hugs. Yeah, we do. We do. Oh, man, that is interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do some research on that because that is really, really interesting. I guess we're going to have to add something else to the medical marijuana programs out there. Yeah, definitely. So I think, I don't know, any other questions for me, Osiris? Or- oh, really? Oh, if you have any questions. Okay. No, not really, but... I, I think for the most part, I'm learning a whole lot through this mm-hmm. because, you know, as a couple, our communication can be challenging at times. So I think doing this helps me get a better idea of the things that you've gone through, um, the things that you're dealing with and how we can work together and, you know, just basically working things out. So I won't be as so. What's the word that you like to use? Insensitive. Why does it gotta be insensitive though? Oh, it seems so harsh. And I'm a sensitive person. So that's that's it hurts. Sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, that even sound like it was like you're really genuine about that. <laughs> but no, I mean, I pride myself on being a sensitive person, and then you tell me that I'm insensitive. So it it's uh, well, I gotta I gotta do a self evaluation. How's that? Sure. Yeah, do a self evaluation. I, I, we all need to do a self evaluation. Oh, you you're admitting to that? Yes. Oh, I got a checklist. <laughs> I've been waiting to use it, but anyway. Guys, this has been an interesting topic, discussion, because as men, sometimes we don't think about these things. And plus, it's not something that's really talked about with men. It's mostly something that's kept with women. So yeah. this is really good to know. And I think it's good to people know that they have options out there. And it's not only about cannabis and epilepsy. Yes. No, nah, it's, it's just so much. And. I mean, we promote cannabis, but not in the sense like, hey, you know, drop everything you're doing, just run the cannabis. It's not that. It's if just like having, if it could help some medical conditions, but we're more or less saying make do things educationally now. Yeah, because you there is alternatives, there's options, and that's that's really what our message is. Is just again, like we always said, you know, be empowered. You know, yeah. that's that's the most thing. Because when you're empowered, you can make decisions. You can look at alternatives. You don't necessarily have to take what you know someone with a white coat tells you. It's just all. It's just like, hey, you know what? I've been doing some research. I need to think things out, you know, because you know your body, you know your family better than anybody else. Yeah. So, what should we discuss next episode? I don't know so much, but I I think for next episode, let's talk about the things that we've done with Aiden. Okay. Because you know, especially with uh, as we you guys already know about his condition and everything, but to talk about the things that we do with him to help him overcome some of his, uh, you know, his shortcomings. I mean, uh, because of his uh, disabilities or limited limitations, he's overcoming some certain things that we find amazing at times. Yeah. And so we definitely want to share that with you. At some point, we probably create some vlogs so you guys can see it for yourselves because we, we're, like I said once before, it's like we're almost reworking his brain. It's like rewiring we his it. brain. And yeah. I think we didn't get a chance to get into that the last time, but I think next time I think we could get into that. And Science, just I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's your field. But I mean, I, I it's it's amazing when you see um, children at a certain age and they can actually do things that you don't expect them to do, and they do and they overcome. They're they're champions. That's all I can say. They're champions. Yes. All right, folks. Okay, that is it. Thank yeah. you. Ciao. Yeah, guys. Have a good one. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Love, Love and Cannabis. Cannabis. I'm Nina. I'm Osiris. And we're the proud parents of Aiden. Aiden. Be strong. And stay empowered.